Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. My name is Kaylin, and from the Brainwaves team today we have Terry and Suzanne and today we'll be att- uh, chatting with Chris Mackey who is here to talk about the psychology of synchronicity and his new book on the subject, The Positive Psychology of Synchronicity, Enhance Your Mental Health with the Power of Comfort- Con- <laughs> Coincidence. Apologies. Uh, Chris is also a resident psychologist on Channel 9 TV show Destination Happiness. Hi, Chris, and firstly, congratulations on your second edition of your book, The Power of Positive Synchronicity. Thanks very much. Uh, Now, can you tell us a bit about it, please? Yes, well, what my book is looking to do is to convey how meaningful coincidences can add to our well-being and enhance our lives. Because I think that often when people feel, experience a striking coincidence, such as thinking of someone they haven't seen for a long time and then running into them soon afterwards, that can add to a sense of connection. Many people might have the experience of more coincidences happening when they're feeling on the right track in life, so it feels like a kind of affirmation. And many people feel coincidences give us a sense of things being meant to be. So I think that helps to have a sense of a higher organising force in the universe that can help for hope and acceptance of things. So these are some of the kind of ways that I wanted to convey about these experiences using my own experiences, clients' experiences and other people's experiences. Very, very interesting. So how did you become interested in synchronicity? Well, at first I was a sceptic about anything that seemed a bit weird or paranormal or psychic or whatever. So I started off uh, working as a psychologist in Geelong in the early 80s as a real rationalist. I was very logical thinking, well-trained clinical psychologist and uh, and rational-minded. And uh, so I thought that it would be a bit superstitious to think that coincidences were more than just chance. But then I went to a workshop one day called a wellness workshop by John Travis of Hop- John Hopkins University in, in the US. And, and he did this well, wellness workshop, but he was talking about different kind of things that had a spiritual edge, and I thought it all sounded a little bit uh, superstitious to me. But at the end of this workshop, he said, look, I know you're a bit sceptical about some of the things I've been talking about, but there's this book called The Aquarian Conspiracy. And it describes how a lot of scientists and physicists have started to look more to religion and spirituality to explain their findings from quantum physics. And I thought, well, I was stunned. I thought most scientists worth their salt would be outright atheists. But so I thought, well, look, I'll, I'll read this book. And I started reading the book, The Aquarian Conspiracy, about the history of thought and quantum physics and how it related to Eastern traditions, findings and beliefs. Then I got to a section on synchronicity, had an absolute explosion of synchronicity in my own life. 
including the number six coming up again and again and again uh, in combination with um, uh, dating my girlfriend at the time, Sue, and uh, who became my wife. And so I started to experience synchronicity as being like this curious but affirming kind of experience that nudged me in different directions in life or gave me a sense of being on the right track or taking me in a slightly different direction. And I started to experience this as personally meaningful. And then my clients started telling me about their synchronicity stories. And I thought, whoa, you know, something really weird is happening here. It's not just affecting me, but others, including uh, a fellow living in my house, um, he said, when I go to ring someone, they ring me just at the moment. I go to ring them and it's it's becoming really weird. And you're talking about this synchronicity thing and now it's happening to me. And so that led to an opening mm-hmm. in my view that there's something more than just rational explanations in life. There's something else happening here. There's some other organizing force or consciousness. And I, I would say that um, that helped me remain open ever since. And towards the end of my career, I thought, well, having worked now as a, a therapist for 40 years, I thought, I'm going to write about something which I think is really important and worthwhile, but few other people talk about. And I thought more people should be talking about this, less of a risk to be talking about this at this stage of my career. I learned it's not much <laughs> risk at all. So many people believe in this kind of thing anyway. Very, very interesting. Now, um, you've given us a couple of incidents there, and I'm wondering if you can tell us about any other case studies that you'd like to mention, Um, maybe one that particularly sticks out for you. Well, the most striking one was one of several examples where synchronicity and amazing coincidence helped thwart someone's suicide attempt. For example, people turning up where you wouldn't expect them to turn up to help thwart that attempt. But the most striking example was a client I'd seen for about a year and a half who'd been to a rehabilitation program and he'd actually got off all alcohol and drugs and stayed off them for some time. And he saw that I was writing, when I was writing the first edition of Synchronicity, the book in 2015, he said, look, I understand you're writing a book on synchronicity. Now I'll tell you this story that I wasn't going to tell you because I thought you would think I was crazy. He said, you know that early last year I was going through this really depressed, difficult time before I went into the rehabilitation program. I said, yes, I knew that you were in a you know, pretty bad way then. And he said, look, you mightn't realise how badly off I was. He said, at one point I was kneeling in front of a window and I had a, it was, I was one metre before it and I had a, a, a pistol in my mouth. Mm-hmm. He said, I was about to shoot myself. But he said, I looked out this window and I saw a blackbird like a raven on the other side of a tennis court. And suddenly, he said, I was still about to shoot, but this raven it took off at full pelt, smashed in the window right in front of my eyes and fell down dead. He said, I took the gun out of my mouth. He said, I thought that bird sacrificed itself for me. I'm meant to live. Mm. So he soon after booked himself into the rehabilitation program, got off all drugs, got off all alcohol. It had been like a 12, 15-year problem. He uh, later on resumed full-time work. He got married. He had a child. Last time I saw him, years later, several years later, he was still travelling very well. And he said, I've always been uh, thought that there was something in coincidences in my life. I think they tend to happen more often when I'm sort of um, uh, you know, on track and I use these things as a guide. Now, this meant-to-be quality 
helped him turn around this very dark experience. It was the synchronicity that he wasn't even going to tell me about because he thought it was too weird, but then he knew I'd accept it, so he told me this deeper story. And I think many people have deeper stories. They will not tell others unless they think they'll be open and non-judgmental and not just be open, but open to hearing about some pretty weird experiences, but nonetheless make deep sense to people. Fascinating. And what an inspiring story. Um, thanks, Chris. Now, can you tell us about positive psychology? Because uh, you title the, the, your, the title of your book is The Positive Psychology of Synchronicity. So yes. tell us about positive psychology and how it differs from other forms of psychology. Right. Well, positive psychology is about an optimistic outlook. And it doesn't mean having to be happy all the time or up about everything. So, for example, even though we've got the TV show Destination Happiness, it doesn't mean having to be happy as in up all the time. But positive psychology looks at five different pillars of well-being. One of them is positive affect. So it can be joy or brightness. So that, that could be filling up to a certain degree. But it also could be curiosity or feeling empathic or showing compassion. You don't always have to be bright and smiling to be experiencing positive emotions like, say, compassion. And uh, then there's E. E is for engagement. Engagement in life roles uh, that can include work and relationships. The R is for relationships, so a sense of connection with people. The M is for meaning or personal meaning. And A is for a sense of achievement, so PERMA. Now, each of these things might trade off against each other a bit. For example, if students are studying for exams at the moment, VCE exams started today. Mm. Well, now, people mightn't be too up or happy or bright, you know, look, say, study, while they're working on their exams. They, their social life might suffer and all the rest of it. But in terms of achievement and personal meaning and engagement in roles as a student, these are very worthwhile kind of things, and they can lead to more satisfaction down the track. So there can be trade-offs, but how I think synchronicity relates to these things is often when people experience a weird coincidence, it can be funny or give a bit of sense of you know, joy or humour, or people can have a sense of awe, like that blackbird example. Mm -hmm. So there's positive emotions. Engagement in life roles... Um, like many people, I tend to experience more synchronicity when I feel I'm on the right track in what I'm doing. So it feels like a tick from the universe of being on the right track. It's like it's affirming. And that helps our engagement in roles as well as the personal meaning and achievement. And then there's the kind of synchronicity that helps our relationships and connections, uh, which we also can call Propinquity. Propinquity is this sense of closeness or connection to others, such as thinking of someone you haven't seen for a long time, and then you get a phone call from them soon afterwards. Or someone might have a dream about a friend they haven't seen for a long time, like Angie Hilton, the host of Destination Happiness, described to me once how she had this dream of a friend she hadn't seen for about 20 years, and lo and behold, uh, her husband ran into him soon afterwards and was able to connect Angie with him again, and it turned out that he was actually in need of a bit of supportive friendship at that stage for things happening in his life, and Angie be became reconnected with him, uh, in a way that um, uh, like added to that sense of you know, relationship connection. That's also propinquity. So often we feel a bit more linked or connected with other people when those weird coincidences uh, bring us together. 
I, I can actually remember having a dream about someone who I hadn't been in contact with for a while and wrote to him and I'm so glad I did because he actually passed away not that long afterwards. Ah. And I thought, hmm, I think I was meant to con- connect with him before he passed on. That's a wonderful example. And what I really like about that, Terry, is that you acted on your intuition at the time. And that's what I encourage people to do with synchronicity too. If you feel that there might be a bit of a message in the coincidence or even something's popped into your mind and it feels you know, quite meaningful in a certain way, it moves you in a certain way, to act on that, I hear many people describe something like you've just described and often feel that was very affirming to have acted on that and yet you can't just explain it rationally. Mm. It's a more an intuitive, holistic kind mm. of awareness. Mm. Now, um, Carl Jung, the very famous um, psychologist, Carl Jung, first introduced the concept of synchronicity and he was a big believer in the existence of the paranormal. Do you believe that synchronicity can be used to explain some paranormal phenomena? And if so, can you discuss that a bit further? Okay. Now, um, when it boils down to it, there's also some aspects of synchronicity that are like a real mystery. So I'd be hesitant to use the word explain, explaining paranormal phenomena. Mm-hmm. But I would have some ideas like this. Weird coincidences sometimes involve uncanny ways that things happen in our lives that can feel like jigsaw puzzle pieces falling Mm. into place. We can have this feeling, look, this is just so uncanny how these things are coming together. Like I've had this real challenge in my life. I've had this problem that I didn't know how to solve. And I've just met this person who amazingly has these this skills or knowledge that helps set me on a different path. It's as though the higher universe has conspired in some way to help this come about. Now, these things, I think, do lead us to get a sense that there's some higher organising force in the universe. And, like, I'm one of the 25 or 30% of people who are, would describe myself as being spiritual rather than religious. So mm. religious, they might say, well, look, you know, God helps explain that, some universal consciousness. And I'm not against the idea of God, although I'm not a particularly religious person myself. But I do think it's hard to account for many experiences without thinking of there being some larger, if you like, consciousness in the universe. And maybe we're all more connected than we otherwise might um, seem. Now, I think synchronicity relates to the scientific principle, the quantum physics principle of entanglement. Entanglement is something that they proposed from nearly 100 years ago and they've since proved to be true in the 1960s and 70s. And it means this. If you get two, say, electrons or particles, these small bodies of matter, and bring them in contact with each other, so they're interacting with each other, and then separate them by vast distances, basically from one end of the universe to the other, these particles are described as entangled. What this means is if something affects, say, the spin of one electron, just at exactly that instantaneous time, there'll be a complementary change on this other electron that it's twinned with on the other side of the universe. Now, I think that, well, if everything started off with the Big Bang, then everything, all matter, started off in connection with all other matter. In, In a sense, everything might be entangled with everything else. Synchronistic experiences sometimes leave you the feeling that all consciousness is kind of linked or entangled, if you like, with all other consciousness. And that's what people like Schrodinger, who is one of the quantum physics fathers, he said that all consciousness, like um, matter, is basically made from 
an undivided consciousness. Well, that seems to fit different Eastern mystical traditional beliefs and it seems to fit some of the findings from quantum physics. Actually, Carl Jung only wrote about synchronicity when he was encouraged to by a fellow called Wolfgang Pauli, one of his former patients. Wolfgang Pauli, also one of the fathers of quantum physics. Mm. So these, these quantum physics pioneers tended to then look to Eastern religion to help account for things like this universal consciousness, these uncanny connections. So I think that if objects can be connected at a distance, and entanglement has proven that to be true in the 60s and 70s with experiments, then if matter can be connected at a distance, why not people's minds? Mm. And so I think synchronicity is just an aspect that reflects this interconnectedness of all things that ultimately come down to an undivided consciousness. Mm. Thank you. Now, in your book, um, you also link in the concept of numinous experiences. Yes. Can you sort of tease that out a bit further in relation to synchronicity and the paranormal? Right. So numinous experience basically means something that um, feels very moving or sacred or meaningful. It can make the hairs stand on Mm -hmm. the back of your neck. And so an example of numinous experience is um, in in the book, I look to relate, um, say, uh, uh, psychology and psychic phenomena like precognition, anticipating something will happen and then it happens later, like dreaming something then it happens later. Uh, Also with quantum physics and also with shamanism and each of these different areas has the same symbol, a trident. Mm. And actually, when I gave a book launch in London a couple of months ago, someone came up afterwards and they asked me to sign a book and her name was Shiva and I asked her if she was related to the Indian god Shiva, uh, if her name came from that and she said, Uh, She was actually named for a different reason, but she said, I relate to the Indian god Shiva because I have a symbol um, on my hand related to this god. That god's related to a trident. And if you look at the veins on my right hand, they stand out like a trident. Now, that made the hair stand on the back of my Mm. neck. That's numinous. Mm. And I take that to mean, yep, on the right track, keep on going. Whether people think this seems weird or not, keep on going. It's very emboldening. Thank you. Thank you. Krista, how well do you think synchronicity can help those currently living with uh, mental health issues? Look, I think one of the ways that it can help is that it can lead... When people feel that some things are perhaps meant to be, it means that even though you're going through dark times, you can get a feeling, well, look, something might come out of this. And... um, uh, look, I might even relate this, if I might, to a personal example that came up with that. Um, I mentioned that earlier on when I was uh, going out with my future wife, we experienced sixes, again and again repeated sixes. And um, so we, uh, it turned out I hadn't planned it exactly this way. Um, uh, I was going to get engaged the day before or proposed the day before, but it turned out that we got engaged at six o'clock on the 6th of June. That's these repeated sixes. Amazing. And I thought, this is uncanny, because so often beforehand, we'd been allocated in several hotels the sixth room of the sixth floor, like room 606. And I thought, well, this is pretty weird, these sixes. But, okay, that seemed right that we got engaged at that time. Six years later, I was admitted to a psychiatric hospital at 6 o'clock on the 6th of June. Now, as you imagine, you don't actually plan something like that. But there was something about that 
weird coincidence that I didn't even pick up at the time. But later on, I realized, oh, that was six o'clock. I was at the middle of the mm. 6th of June. And it led me to feel that something worthwhile might come out of this severe depression. So I was actually off work for six months. I was hospitalized twice. Um, I was not recovering very well the first few months. It took me a while before I started to um, uh, pick up. But after a while, I did pick up. was able to return to work. The last 30 years, I've been fine. No recurrence of depression. And I think that the sense of there being something auspicious about that, perhaps, or something worthwhile, it made me think, look, wait a minute. That fits in with the idea of the, the hero's journey. In all literature... You know, great movies, we talk about the dark night of the soul. The person is, you know, the main character is challenged in some way. You feel that all is lost. But it's in coming through that experience to the other side, that's where you find the, the philosopher's gold. That's where you find the treasure. And I think many of us have that experience. It might be learning more about empathy. It might be learning more about compassion. It might be uh, strengthening our relationships from people who have supported us. So I think that when we get a sense of there being something larger in the universe and there can be meaning, it's mm. not just the random use that we're just thrown together as a bunch of junk and all the world's a big accident. I think that kind of um, nihilistic view is not so helpful. I think it can give us a sense of hope. Thank you for sharing. That's really good. Uh, you've written um, editions now on synchronicity. Do you think there'll be another in the future? And if so, what would that book be about, do you think? Okay, well, look, I think with this second edition of synchronicity, I'm, I'm so... I'm fairly happy with where that's at and explaining my views of how it fits into things. So I think that if I write something else, it'll be something related. It'll actually be related to one of the chapters in the book is called uh, It's Time for Positive Psychiatry. And I think that I might next write a book about uh, there's a need for positive psychiatry. We've got the field of positive psychology about optimism and, and hope. But I think that in general our psychiatric treatments and models tend to be pessimistic. They tend to be based on this view that when people have problems like depression, it's because there's a permanent cause to it, like some genetic kind of predisposition. It's a pervasive cause, a biochemical imbalance caused by this, and it needs an external fix, medication. Now, negative experiences that have permanent pervasive cause, uh, causes and need an external fix by definition, that's pessimistic. And so I've written a chapter about that, but I would like to expand on that chapter. And also, uh, I, would, uh, I would encourage uh, more of our psychiatrists, I think a younger generation is going in this direction, but more of our psychiatrists to take a more holistic view of things, to be more open to intuition, uh, to beware of explanations that have a negative diminishing quality, not just, if you like, using um, uh, labels that have got pejorative kind of terms to it, like tending to look at personality in terms of personality disorders mm. rather than looking as positive psychology does, you know, what are people's top virtues and character strengths. Mm. So actually a couple of years ago, there, uh, from a, a leader in American American Psychiatric Association, uh, Dilip Jesty, he actually did... Uh, write a book on positive psychiatry and there are a lot of good things drawing on positive psychology but it didn't allow for the numinous it didn't allow so much for the intuitive it didn't allow so much for what Carl Jung who was a psychiatrist from like a hundred years ago Carl Jung started this notion of synchronicity he's a very enlightened psychiatrist interested in spiritual and transpersonal issues psychiatry should incorporate or allow for more of the spiritual 
because that when people believe in a spiritual or transpersonal dimension in life, it helps their physical and mental health. Uh, they tend to uh, be buffered from depression, recover better from depression, uh, tend to have uh, uh, less risk of illness, tend to live longer. Um, uh, there are many different uh, indications of people having spiritual beliefs helping their physical and mental health. And I think that psychiatry has been slow to pick up on that. Thanks for sharing, Chris. If people want to find uh, your book, The the Positive Psychology of Synchronicity, uh, Enhance Your Mental Health with the Power of Coincidence, or more about synchronicity, how can they do that? Okay, well, first of all, the book itself will be uh, in, in many bookstores, and if people go into their local bookstore, they can order it and the bookstore will get it in. Uh, so, but it also can be ordered on Amazon and other and Booktopia and other online uh, bookstores. Now, also, I have a website called www.synchronicityunwrapped.com.au, and that has lots of uh, blogs, you know, free information and blogs on that. Also, we have our website for more general mental health www.chrismackey.com.au that's m-a-c-k-e-y .com.au so that's got lots of um, conventional information about um, obsessive compulsive disorder and panic disorder and things like that but it's also got blogs on things like um, gratitude, synchronicity well-being as well so we look to get across free information to people and have video tips including the um, video segments from Destination Happiness where I do a segment mm. called Happy Minds and um, so I'll just mention a couple of Facebook pages as well. There's a Chris Mackey, that's M-A-C-K-E-Y, psychologist and author Facebook page where I post up information. And also there's a Destination Happiness Facebook page where people can um, uh, see other segments from the show. And, um, yeah, again, that's at um, uh, 12 o'clock noon on Saturdays on Channel 9 and on 9 Life Sundays uh, at 10 a.m. and also on Catch Up on 9 Now. Wonderful. Well, that that was the the next. Uh, you've already already covered about, okay, right. about, about yeah, the. Uh, no, that's really good on Destination Happiness, a TV show. So that's wonderful. Yeah. So what sort of things do you cover on Destination Happiness? So Destination Happiness, it's got a number of different segments. The first segment is called Happy People, and we interview people who have inspiring stories. Some of those people will be uh, known celebrities like um, Janine Alice of Boost Juice, for example, who has a wonderful story about how she developed that um, company and despite raising a young child, all the rest of it. But you also get inspiring stories like the street barber of Geelong, who had a, a difficult <laughs> past himself but now his life's going well and and he uh, uh, finds people who are homeless offers them a haircut and just shows how much difference that makes to them so I thought that was one of the most enlightening stories or there's a girl who went to India and started a charity to help um, young women who'd been affected by um, uh, sex slavery so he covers some challenging topics but it's about an uplifting kind of mood. So there's a happy people segment, a happy mind segment where I give mental health tips, a happy pet segment about um, uh, pets, and then a random acts of happiness uh, about um, doing something positive for yeah. people often who've got a story of their own. Sounds great. Sounds like we'll have to tune in and have a, have a look there. Um, I'd just like to thank everyone today and yourself as well, Chris, for coming along to have a great discussion with us. We could probably talk about this for hours. Um, you can find more of our shows at our website, brainwaves.org.au, or on the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au, or on iTunes. Feel free to send us feedback or suggestions for the shows via email at brainwaves at wellways.org. 
Thanks for listening and we'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.